0: I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. If you've been in the social selling space for any amount of time, you are probably familiar with Bob Heilig, a coach, mentor, and founder of Your Virtual Upline and of the program Love, Serve, Grow. Bob developed this program out of a heart to coach network marketers in a better way in order to grow meaningful businesses. Today, I am so honored to share our recent conversation about his heart for teaching this better way and why a transformational, over-transactional approach to our businesses will always produce more impactful results. To learn more about Love, Serve, Grow, head to the show notes to find a link with more information. If you don't already subscribe to Bob's podcast, Your Virtual Upline, you need to. Bob talks more in depth about everything we're covering today, and it's a great resource for any social seller. I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can search for Your Virtual Upline on your favorite podcast platform. Hi, Bob. Thank you so much for being a guest on Directly Different this week. This is so exciting to have you on and to share more about how we can be transformational versus transactional in our businesses. So thank you for being on the show this week.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I am, uh, I'm excited to chat with you today.
0: Yes, we have a lot to cover, but first, will you tell us a little bit about you and your family?
1: Yeah, sure. So I am a proud husband and father of two uh, little boys, well, not so little anymore, five, my older son is about to be six, and I have a three-year-old. So, any uh, boy parents out there will understand that we are very much in the thick of things as a family, trying to navigate the the daily craziness of building a business, working from home, and and being a dad. So that's
0: yes, you know, that's yes, just yes. kind of where
1: I'm at. Um, but you know, in between all of that craziness. Um, you know, have been running a business, I uh, live right outside of the Philadelphia area, East uh, Pennsylvania. And so my, the name of my company is called your virtual upline, and we've been in business since 2016 officially. And so just kind of trying to manage the craziness of running a company and, and just being a, a, a present father and and husband, which is equally as important to me as well.
0: Yes, it really is a huge balance. And normally, you know, I talk to, I would say the majority of the audience is stay at home, work from home moms. And I talk to most of my guests are work from home, stay at home moms. So it is a unique perspective to hear that from a father. So how did you first jump into the network marketing industry? I know you have a corporate background, but how did you go from corporate to network marketing? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so I was my story's kind of unique. I'll give you the sh- very short version, but I I was introduced to network marketing while I was in college, right right as I was graduating college in 2000. And I got involved right out of school as I was building a sales career and uh kind of just fell in love with the concept of being an entrepreneur and this idea of freedom. I've I've always been somebody that I felt like there was a bigger calling for my life and there was something I was supposed to do, even though I I never really had any visible evidence of that being true. But I just always believed that in my heart. And um, so network marketing to me made a lot of sense. I just knew working for someone else for the rest of my life did not feel like something I would be fulfilling to me. So I was involved in the space for four years and, um, really working hard, trying to build my dreams. And it just wasn't happening for me the way that I thought it was going to, I actually wound up quitting the profession. I was one of those people that said, I'll never do anything like that ever again. And I went back into my focusing on my sales career. I was in medical sales for about, uh, seven, eight years and, um, I just reached a point where that itch you know that entrepreneurial itch started kind of flaring up and i got back into the profession in 2013 kind of like what do i have to lose i've done this before you know and uh and that was when i really kind of made my mark so to speak second time around i did it much different we'll talk about a lot of that today learned a lot of lessons about myself and the way that I wanted to build a business and um had a lot of success and and kind of transitioned into going full-time was doing that for about four years. and unfortunately, the company that I was working with went out of business. and so there I was thinking, okay, what's you know, I'm a person of faith and I look to God and say, God, what's what's the sign here what are you trying to lead me to next and that was you know kind of what started nudging me down the path of coaching and teaching people online and um and that's kind of what brought me to the place that I am today
0: that's so amazing and it's great to hear how you pivoted from having something so devastating as your company closing because i know that that for some people can be career ending and that's fine if it happens to somebody and they just lose all motivation for the industry after that happening. It's understandable, but it's great that you to hear how you pivoted and made it work for you instead of completely turning away and going back into what you were doing before. Yeah. What do you think attributed to your success in those early years? Those few years that you were seeing so much success. What were you doing differently to to see that massive growth?
1: Yeah. So here's where probably. It'd be good to kind of introduce the philosophy that we teach today because this is really i didn't have a i didn't have it so formalized in my mind when i did it the second time around i just knew that it needed to be different for me so we teach a philosophy today that we call love serve grow and i believe love serve grow it's it's a mindset and an and approach to building a business in our space that is it's for people that feel called to something bigger than just hitting the top rank in their company. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. That's a worthy goal and we need to have business goals. But when I was first introduced to the space, I was brought into a company and a culture that was very transactional in nature, as I refer to it today. It was all about money. It was all about, you know, uh, fake it till you make it show success even if you don't have it yet make it look like you have it and it was just about money achievement and that was success and so I had big goals for myself and financially and I wanted to do you know have nice things but what I didn't understand about myself when I first started is I am fundamentally motivated by other things I have higher like I value things more than just money and achievement And what I didn't realize is two of those things were service and growth. I am somebody that has always felt way more fulfilled helping other people transform their lives, even beyond myself. Like that's always been the thing. Like I've just felt called to leadership, wanting to really help people. And so I was brought up in this culture and I was given this definition of success that was very transactional in nature And it didn't align with really what drove me as a person. Like it didn't align with my values of faith and my values of like love, service and growth. And so I struggled for a very long time and I never realized it was because of that misalignment, right? I was inconsistent, I would self-sabotage and and I, I just never understood what it was. And so going into it the second time around having gone through the lessons before, I said, well, if I'm gonna do this, I have to do it in a way that feels good to me. I know the kind of business that I wanna build. I wanna build a business that's really founded in these three principles, love, service, and growth. And so I just naturally started operating differently. I started to and talking to people in a different way, promoting different things, and focusing on different things. And I think it was that intentional shift that was really the catalyst to the success. We call this, we'll we'll, we'll talk about this today. I, I adopted more of a transformational approach to growing my business. And that for me, it made all the difference in the world.
0: So in coaching network marketers and just what you see in the industry, what are you seeing as the biggest issues that we as social sellers, network marketers are struggling with in 2023? The world is completely different. And it was three years ago. And it's crazy. I was just thinking about it today, how crazy it is that 2020 was already three and a half years ago. I, it's mind blowing to me, but we have a completely different world, a completely different industry. So what are the biggest struggles that we are facing today in 2023?
1: So I, I talk about this all the time. <clears throat> I started talking about this in the beginning of 2023, because what I noticed was an incredible amount of our community members and our clients that were sharing with me on a daily basis, how much their business was down and how they were still working, not in many cases, not as hard, even harder than they were before, but nothing they were doing was really making a difference anymore. So I really started to pay attention to this. And this is something we saw in our own company, you know, over the course of 2022, we saw a pretty big decrease in in our business and and what i started i started to kind of connect the dots that there was something here so the way i explain it is this and i know you started your show in 2020 so you probably have a lot of your listeners that kind of were new business you know we call them covid business babies they started in 2019 2020 2021 here's the truth of the matter and tiffany they may not you know your listeners may not like like me to hear what I'm about to say, but it's the truth will set you free. It was exponentially easier to build a business in 2020 than it is in 2023. The truth of the matter is the experience that most of you had if you started your business in 2020 was not real life. It was the perfect storm of circumstances that led to people in a business like this having success, right? Nobody was working. They were all sitting at home. They had nothing to do. They had tons of discretionary income. They were bored out of their minds and you messaged them and said, hey, I've got something for you to do that will pull some of your attention away from the screaming kids and the craziness of your home. Are you interested? And the answer was yes. Like it wasn't hard to build a business in 2020 in this space. And so what I saw was an incredible boom over 2020, 2021, and then here's what happened: is the world started getting back to the new normal, and the new normal was back, you know, back to work of some capacity, kids going back to school, money being spent again, and it started to get harder to keep the attention of the people that were on your team, and it wasn't so easy to put, you know, to just sell from posting or messaging people, whatever you wanted to. The thing that really changed was the economy contracting, which we really experienced in 2022. And so when I think about where we were going into 2023, here's the way I explain it. It's not that people aren't spending money or doing things anymore. They are. But because of the fact that the economy is down, the expectations that they have in terms of where they spend their money and the value that they get from a purchase is way higher in 2023. And I'm you can't see this, but I'm holding one hand up high and the other hand is low. And so what I'm trying to communicate here is the number one problem that people have today is they are still selling and marketing like it's 2020 and it's not anymore. It's 2023. And there's this tremendous gap in between where the marketplace is and your skill level. The gap is you need more skills. You need to be skilled at marketing. You need to be skilled at selling. It can't be the same old copy and paste. Let me just you know post five times a day why my company's the best. It doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work. And most people are not willing to change right? The minute it starts getting hard, they're out because they don't really want to do the hard work of developing the skills of growing themselves. And so what we saw was this mass exodus of people that were in during the pandemic that have left. And it's not because you did anything wrong as a leader. It wasn't that I didn't serve them right. or They just, that's who they were. They're not the kind of people that are going to build a business in today's environment. And so, what we teach is you need more skills. You need to change your approach. The transactional approach that almost everyone uses in this space that did work during the pandemic doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work nearly as well. And so, that's the opportunity. Yes, it is harder. But here's what one of my mentors taught me early on about challenges and difficulty. I'll never forget this. He said, He said, Bob, opportunity is a two-sided coin. He said, on one side is everything you want, your goals, your dreams, your aspirations. And he said, on the other side of that coin, and these two things will always be in direct proportion to one another, is everything that you are not going to want to do to get the things that you said you want. So if, if we understand that to be true, and I have found that to be true in every case, if there's a lot of challenges, if it's harder, if it's harder to get attention online, if it's harder to, you know, get people to see the value, to get a customer, to get a if it's harder, that just means there's more opportunity today because there's less competition because most people are not going to be willing to do the work to change, to evolve, to grow. And that's really our mission is helping people level up in those two key areas, their content and their conversations. You need a radically different approach to those two primary activities of your business, which ultimately will drive the results.
0: Yes, I love that. I think that breaks it down so simply, even though, like you said, it's hard. And something that you've said in podcasts and trainings and teachings is that transformational business is harder. And that's the point because it takes more time and it might seem you know what what am i doing this for why am i here like this there should be results by now but i think we have been trained to post something and see a result or we see people doing that posting something and hey i just had three parties booked from this post or i just got four new team members this month because i did this one post and that is the kind of thing that in my opinion is not sustainable and so this more transformational approach does take more time and takes more foundation laying but in the end we're going to have a long-term business and i feel like that's that should be most people's goal when they jump into network marketing is to have a long-term business or um you know at least go into the go in with the mindset of having a long-term business because i feel like then you put more effort in and more concentration and you put more you know, work in there behind, behind the scenes. And in the end, you see so much growth, so much potential in your own self and your own personal development. And I, I just love that.
1: Yeah. About well, the I'll, I'll say this, Tiffany, it's only harder in the sense <clears throat> that it's, it requires you to do something different. And so it requires you to unlearn a lot of what you've been taught that had worked for you, but doesn't anymore. And it requires you to be willing to stretch outside of what's comfortable to you to learn some new skills and to do some scary things so that you can grow. That's the hard part. But I would argue this. You want to know what's way harder? Continuing to do something that doesn't work and doesn't produce results. And so it's like, are you willing to, to, to really sacrifice short term some comfort, some security, And lean into something different because what I will tell you is a transformational approach to building your business that is focused on loving and serving and helping you grow. It is way more fulfilling. It will bring you so much more joy and passion. And here's the secret. It might be harder work in the beginning, meaning that like when we first teach somebody how to have a transformational sales conversation, it takes an extraordinarily larger amount of time in the beginning because it's a new approach. But once you learn it and you start getting proficient, it starts taking less time. But here's what you find out. You will create far better results in much less time and effort. And so like that's the secret is it actually does help you build a bigger business faster, but it's a more sustainable way because it's built on the foundations of real relationships with people. That's what transformations are about. It's not just a sale. It's not just a a recruit. It's really about helping people and solving problems and transforming their lives. And that is the rock solid foundation of any business.
0: So we're talking about transformational versus transactional. And for those listening who might not be familiar with the philosophies that you teach, what does a transactional business look like versus a transact transformational one? And how can like what are some examples of how we can be more transformational in our conversations and in our business in general?
1: Yeah. So it, it's it's founded on one simple concept: transactional content and transactional conversation. Let, let's center on the conversation piece because I think most people will probably admit this feels like the bigger challenge for them right like how do I actually have a conversation with someone that grabs the interest and attention of of a prospect and creates enough value for them wanting to look at what we do and when I think of conversations I think of the the one that feels like the bigger challenge is the business conversation right like If most people could just solve that one piece, how can I have conversations about my business that would actually bring more people onto my team? That feels like it would solve most of our problems, right? And so let's take that as an example, business conversations. Here's the biggest shift that you have to learn how to make. Transactional conversations are product focused. So what does that mean? Being product focused is when you lead a conversation pretty much telling people about what you do, how great it is. So product information, as we call it, is, in, you know, telling people about your products, your comp plan, your company, the industry, the profession, even your story as it relates to the business, like all of these things are product information. And so when when we lead with product information, and that might sound like, you know, the infamous, hey, girl, you'd be great at what I do. Here's why. Here's how it works. Here's why this doesn't work. It triggers people's sales resistance. When you are leading with product information in the beginning of the sales process, people feel like they're being sold and they emotionally shut down. This is the reason why it's so hard to get people to open up, to get them to even respond to you because you're triggering sales resistance within the first few messages. Now, here's what the general advice is talk to more people you just got to talk to more people you know i remember i told my mentor i'm talking to five people a day it's not working he goes you got to talk to 10 people a day and then i talked to 10 he goes you got to talk to 20. i'm like dude like, does this ever end? And so like, but this is the advice, massive action, right? You got to talk to 20 people per day. I'm going to tell you what, that is the worst piece of advice you could ever give someone. Cause if they're doing it transactionally and it's not working and they're frustrated talking to five people per day, what do you think is going to happen if you tell them to talk to 20? Here's all that is. It is a formula to get them to quit faster. That's all it is for most people. Right. Like we, I use the analogy of good form. Transformational conversations are practicing good form. You go to a gym, you start riding the Peloton, you go to your solid core class, whatever. If you don't have good form and you're not seeing results and you just think, I'm going to go faster, I'm going to lift more, all you're going to do is hurt yourself. And guess what? You're not going to be able to work out anymore. And that's kind of what happens in people's businesses. So what we teach people is good form. We teach them how to make an important shift. And the shift is this. You've got to stop leading with product information. And you have to understand what it means to lead with problem solving. So how do we do that? Well, it starts with a couple of different things. When you lead with problem solving, the goal of a conversation is this. I need to first assess whether this person even has a need for what I'm selling. Like, here's just a really interesting idea. How about we only try to sell and pitch people that have a need for what we're selling? Like, this is where we go wrong as a profession. We're taught always be closing. People say, I can sell ice to an Eskimo. I'm like, really? You're proud of the fact that you can sell things to people that don't need what you have? Like, this is not a good philosophy in the world we live in today. This is the reason why people do not like social selling, because we are trying to just pitch and close and sell everyone. Look, I'll tell you one of the most important shifts in beliefs that you need to take in 2023. Everyone is not a prospect for your business. So how about this? How about we enter a conversation with the uh, with the intention of let me find out if there's even a need here. What's a need? It's a problem that's what you are when you're transformationally selling you are a paid problem finder and a paid problem solver people don't buy products they buy solutions to problems right if you know if my wife goes to the goes to the store and she buys a hair dryer. It's not because she wants a hair dryer. It's because she wants her hair to look straight or whatever that might be. We're always looking for a vehicle to help us solve a problem. Your best prospects have a problem that you can help solve through your products and or business. So if we're leading problem solving instead of talking and telling what we have to learn how to do is start asking more purposeful questions to identify a need. So what's a purposeful question? This is a key skill that every single person today listening has to develop. You're asking questions, but you're not asking the right questions. Most people just ask what we call situational questions. It's all surface level. How's the kids? How was the vacation? How's work? How's this? And the conversations never go anywhere. Because surface level questions get surface level answers. And so what happens is we're waiting for this perfect moment When they say something that is like the natural thing for us to just bring up what we really want to bring up, which is the thing we're trying to sell, only it never happens because we don't know how to lead a conversation in the direction we want, and then we just kind of jam it in there, and it's like record scratch. Oh, oh, that felt weird. That felt like sales. That felt too pushy, and that's why you lose people. There's no flow to a conversation, and so what you have to learn how to do is ask better questions. A purposeful question. So leading with problem solving is as simple as this. A purposeful question is a question tied to your purpose. What's our purpose in business? Well, we argue this. You will discover your purpose in your business when you get clear on the problems that you have been uniquely qualified to help people solve. There are two sets of problems. There are problems related to our products, and there are problems related to our business, and here's what we think about. What is your story in these two areas? What is your product journey? What are all the problems that you've had to overcome or are still working on overcoming as it relates to your products? And then same question with your business. Get clear on the problems that you've had to overcome, and that is your purpose using your own story, your own experience to help other people just like you that are dealing with the same things. So we have to first get clear on who we're looking to help. They're just like us, the problems that they're dealing with. And then we come up with questions that could uncover a problem. I'll give you some examples. Let's say that you know that your ideal, you know, let's use the business as an example that your ideal person for your team is just like you in that she's a busy working mother. And so, if we know that about someone and we think about what would be a question that we could ask that would uncover a problem that we could potentially solve for that person, here would be an example. So, how Do you manage it all? How do you do it? How are you managing your career and being a mom and the kids? How do you do it? How do you balance both? That is a purposeful question Mm -hmm. because what it's doing is it's nudging the conversation. Like, you know, so think of it like this there are only three primary motivations why someone would want to join your team and actually build the business. If they, if one of these things isn't present, they might join your team, but they ain't gonna do the work because there's no true inspiration to do it. It's, it's either money and opportunity, freedom and flexibility, or purpose and meaning. Every person you know is lacking in at least one of those three areas. Your job in a transformational business conversation is to ask the right questions to find out what is their primary motivation. Your biggest problems will also be tied to your biggest motivations. If I'm talking to a busy working mom, The biggest problem she probably has in her life is she is sick and tired of feeling like she always has to choose between her job and her family, her career, and being a mom. And so if I know that that time piece is potentially an issue, that might be where the pain is, and I want to find out if that's true, that's the purposeful question. How do you do it all, Tiffany? And then here's what I do. I'm present, and I just pay attention to what you say. And I look for the answer that is the indication of the problem. See, here in lies another big issue I see with people today. They're never present in a conversation. See, when you're transactional, you're always selling from pressure. You're always thinking about the next thing I want to say. What are they going to think of me? Are they going to say yes? You're never present. And so what happens is it's this combination of never being present and not asking the right questions. What happens is the conversations go nowhere or the prospect will say something. So in our in our programs, in our coaches, what we do is we look at lots of sales conversations. So we'll have people send us, here's a conversation. Let's break it down. What could I have done different or better? And I've never seen a conversation where there wasn't at least one instance Of the prospect said something that was such a clear indication of a problem that they're having that could have been like the natural human thing would have been to just want to understand more about that. But because we're so transactional in our approach and we're not really present or paying attention, we just miss it. We go to the next thing. And it's like, if you would have just said, okay, so that feels important. Let me ask some more questions to understand that. Like, that's what a transformational conversation is. You spend time understanding the problem of building it out. That is how you create value for what you do. And so you just learn how to start asking these different questions. I'll give you, this is the, this will be the simplest sales training transformational sales training that your audience will ever get in their life. It's one word. It's one question. Why? Never sign someone up into your team and never sell another product without first asking somebody why they're interested in buying. It's that simple. Hey, I saw you post about the sale, whatever. Can you send me the link? I would be happy to. Could I ask you why you're interested? That's it. Why? Hey, I want to join your team. Amazing. Why? Like that, there is, there's something that's motivating them to want to take that action. And before I actually just give them the thing, I want to understand it. And so here's what this will do. It will immediately position you in a more valuable way to them. I had a client of mine say the other day, somebody reached out. She's like, I want to join your team. She said, great. Here's the link. She signed up. I never heard from her again. I go, I'm not surprised. She goes, why? I go, because what kind of value do you think that's communicating? Like any random person on the internet that wants to join your team and now get access to your time and your training and your support, they can do that. That's not communicating value. Like for me, okay, Tiffany, I love that you're interested. Can I ask you why? Because I just want to make sure that there's a fit here. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, if I were to say that to you, Tiffany, you would immediately be like, oh, uh, okay. Now it's almost like I'm selling myself to you. It's a totally different dynamic, but like, that's the thing is let's just try to understand the real reason why. And not everybody's going to give you the answer, but don't let it be not for a lack of asking or effort. That's really what it's like to make this shift. So here's a transformational concept to understand let's talk about products for a second. Hmm. So we talk a lot about, you know, there are five core systems of a transformational business. It's kind of the customer journey if you think about your business this way. And so I want to talk about the uh, we call it the customer experience. This is important. The experience that you create for customer today will ultimately determine whether they continue to buy from you and are loyal to your business and brand. It will also determine if they ever are open to even looking at the business part of what you do. Now, there are two things that make up the customer experience, the product and the process around the product. So here's what most people do. Transactional people just sell the product and they tell you why it's the best product. And they tell you why it's better than everyone else's, right? It's just all product focused. Transformational people, it's not that we don't know that the product is important. Like if the product sucks, they're not going to buy it again. You have to have some sort of a positive experience with the product, right? Like in your case, if they're putting the skincare on their face or something, like if, they, if it doesn't feel good and they're not happy with the fact that it has whatever, like that is a part of it. Mm -hmm. But the value that you really have to bring into a customer relationship is more tied to the process. It's all of the things that you do around above and beyond just servicing the transaction. Most people only provide customer service in this profession. How's the order? Do you have any questions? Here's a sale. Here's another product. That is. Does have value, but I'm telling you in the world we live in today, that is the minimum level of expectation. Like if I do business with you, and you're not responsive and answering a question, and and you're not willing to help me places like I'm not going to do business with you. But that's the minimum, like the opportunity that we have in this space is to go above and beyond that, like, and so the process is really it. And let's take an example like yours, you know, whether if you're in the beauty industry, you're selling makeup or skincare, like I get it. You know, there's lots of options, but when we think of the problems that somebody has in that area, it's usually always more tied to the process around the product. It's education. It's knowing the right products to choose for your specific skin type or skin color. It's the time it takes for the routines, right? It's all of that stuff That what you really should be doing is asking questions to understand their experience in that area. So like if I was selling makeup and somebody said, oh, it's on sale and I say, great. So, hey, let me help me understand what products do you typically use? You know, do you, how do you usually do your color matching or something? Like I know what the issues are. So I'm going to ask the questions and they say, oh, you, well, you know, I, this, I don't never know what products to choose. And I say, oh, well then, so now that's a problem. Well, how do you determine which ones to choose? What, you know, have you ever paid for ones that weren't the right fit? And so now I'm understanding their experience around the products. And then when I go into selling mine, I'm not just selling the thing. I'm saying, look, I... Go above and beyond for my clients. I provide that support. You've struggled with this in the past. I'm going to help you determine the right fit for you. We're going to revisit this every 30 to 60. Like now you're like, okay, this is more than just a transaction. Like this is a real service that this person is providing me. And now, so I share all that with you. And I know that probably some of your listeners are thinking, well, Bob, like this feels like a lot of work. Like I'm going to do this <laughs> with every single client. Maybe not. You know, I have some clients of mine that sell tens of thousands of dollars of product a month. And the reality is this, you ain't doing that with every person. You know, if, if it's just a random stranger on the internet that's buying from your link, okay, I get it. But here's what we do need to do. We need to identify the people that come into our ecosystem and our business as clients that we think have the right raw material to take that next step. And so like, if Tiffany buys from me and I'm like, wow, like she's pretty sharp. I see your social media profile. I have a conversation with her and I feel like she could be a pretty good fit for my business. Why would I not want to invest more time and energy into the beginning of the customer relationship, knowing that's going to be the thing that helps me build the relationship with you and demonstrate value to help you become more than that. Right. And I think we just don't put enough focus on the beginning of the customer journey, or maybe it could be something like this. Maybe I could have a short survey that I send out to all of my customers after they buy that asks them some of these transformational questions that the people that do fill it out and give me a response, you know, maybe only 20% of them fill it out, but guess what? Those 20% become the high priority people that I'm gonna start focusing on more. So there are certain things that you can put into place to help automate this for you, to make it easier for you to know the right people to service. But if you're somebody that's in a business where you're only signing up a couple customers a month, what else are you doing? Like seriously, Mm -hmm. what else are you doing other than putting the time and energy and effort into trying to grow these relationships with these new customers?
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's a great perspective to have to, it's just a, a fresh perspective on everybody is a prospect. Well, no, not everybody is, but it is important to identify, you know, who is. And invest more time in that relationship. So, I think that's a great fresh perspective on just an outdated method that we've been taught in the past. Okay, let's transition to maybe more of a leadership perspective. Bob, how can we become better leaders with this transformational mindset? And how can we recruit more team members with this mindset? I know that's something that I personally struggle with in my own business. I know that listeners are struggling with this too. So, in the area of recruiting and leadership, what does a transformational leadership journey look like?
1: It's understanding that there are three primary motivations as to why somebody would want to join your business, money and opportunity, freedom and flexibility, purpose and meaning. And it's coming up with questions that we could ask in these three areas that now part of this is determined by the person we're talking to also, Tiffany, right? Like, you know, the way I might ask the question might differ if you're a stay at home mother versus somebody that's working a full time career. But I'm going into these conversations I'm having kind of thinking like, which one of these is your thing? So in thinking that way, you're already leading problem solving. So what you don't realize is you are already creating more value for what you do just by making a shift. Like you'll find when you're more problem focused in your conversations, people will just naturally want to do what you do because of that. And so, so we've touched on that. But I think here's ultimately like, this is the layer to it that we've touched on it, but I feel like we really need to to clarify this, understanding who you're looking for. There's so much time and energy spent in our space, helping people define their avatar and their niche and all this stuff. And it's like, we always struggle with this because we are taught that it's this kind of like magical myth, like I just thought someday I would find this unicorn of a person that was better than me in every possible way, you know, and had the confidence and the contacts and the experience. And that someday I would just find them and they would join my team and I would just latch onto them and we would ride off into the sunset together. And I'm telling you that doesn't, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. You'll never find purpose and passion from that place. And you will also never be confident if you think your job is to find somebody that's better than you, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the secret. Your ideal person for your business is exactly like you in almost every important way. They have this similar, very similar circumstances to your life. They have the same values, the same beliefs, They have the same goals and dreams and aspirations. They're motivated by the same things. They've struggled with the same problems. So what we have to do is we have to get really clear on what all these things look like. And then when we're creating content, which is really our primary tool for marketing, we're not in our minds, we're not trying to sell to everyone. We're trying to sell to a specific person. So we're speaking to a specific person. I'll tell you, a big, part of, a big part of problem with leadership is you're not leading the right people. You're just not leading the right people. Mm-hmm. You're, people are joining your team that have no desire whatsoever to actually do it. Mm-hmm. They just join because why not? And you can't lead those kinds of people. Like you actually need people that have desire and commitment and drive and want to do something. So we use content as a tool to try to get the attention of the kind of people that we really want. And it's not magic. It's you start speaking to a specific person. It helps you start bringing those people into your world. And so now all of a sudden, like we're a much better leader when we don't have to handhold and motivate people to do every single thing. So that is a piece of it. Here's the other thing that I'll mention. This was a hard lesson for me to learn. We have to learn how to detach ourselves from other people's failures. This was my journey in business. My first year, I recruited, uh, you know, I struggled my first year. I eventually started to recruit people to my team. I recruited about a half dozen people to my team, every one of them failed. And what I decided to make mean was that I was the reason that each of those people failed. And so what happens is it's not that they failed, it's, oh, I did this wrong. I didn't have the right systems. I should have done this. And so we start weighing ourselves down by the weight of other people's failures, and it causes us to lose confidence and belief in ourselves. And so, like, one of the most important things we help people with is to understand that you are not responsible for other people's success. Mm -hmm. They are. Mm -hmm. They are the reason they succeed, and they are the reason that they fail. Now, it's not to say that there aren't things that you can and need to do to be a better leader, right? You do have to do that. But just attaching yourself to the failure of someone else will never serve you in your business. And that's what I find is our ideal client is somebody that's built a team. It's been all on their own efforts. So they have all these people on their front line. It's never duplicated. And it's because they've just never really been intentional about who they're looking for and the way that they're leading. And they've, just, they've reached a point where they've kind of given up on themselves. And so like, you'll ask that same person this question do you have any people on your team that have ever succeeded? And they'll inevitably say, yeah, I can think of one or two. And I'll say, okay, great. So are you the reason why they're successful? And they'll say, no. And I'll say, okay, well then why are you the reason why someone fails?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you, 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 you get, you can't have it one way or the other. You're, And, and not for nothing, if you're going to choose one, why not choose the one that makes you feel better about yourself? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and, and, but I think ultimately that's what it comes down to. And so like, if we're not attached to the results, if we're not defining ourselves by other people's uh, opinions of us or how they feel, that's the transformational place to lead. The truth of the matter is most of your listeners don't actually lead. They're too worried about being friends and having everybody they sponsor like them. And they're avoiding every difficult conversation that they ever needed to have. They're not holding people accountable. They're not challenging them. That's what leaders do. Leaders do the uncomfortable things that help other people grow. They're willing to say things that somebody doesn't want to hear because they need to hear it. They're willing to give up the need of being liked because the greater goal from a transformational leadership approach is to be trusted. And in order to be trusted, you've got to challenge people and help them grow. You know, it's like we talk about love, serve, grow. And I say, leading with love is the most important thing you can do. And people say, oh, I do that, Bob. I, you know, we're, we have a great culture and we're friends and we have so much fun. And I say, okay, that's a piece of it, but I'm not hearing all this other stuff. And they're like, yeah, but that's like the tough love stuff. And I'm like, there's no such thing. There, there there's no such thing as tough love. It's just love. And I'm like, so what you're telling me is you lead with love only when it feels comfortable and it's convenient for you to do so. But the minute your business is requiring something that's going to stretch you past that, you're not willing to play that game. And I said, that's the reason why, part of the reason why your business is where it is. Transformational leadership requires much more of people. You've got to be willing to kind of embrace this piece of it. And so that's kind of, you know, when I think of a business, I think of three core skill sets, transformational content, which is marketing, transformational conversations, which is sales, and transformational leadership, which is the piece we're talking about now. Those are the three core skills that we really help people make shifts in those three areas. And each one of them is equally as important as the other.
0: Yes, I agree. And I think those are the main things that all of us need help in. I know for me, you were saying your listeners but actually you we're talking to me because <laughs> i am great at being everybody's cheerleader you can do this go 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 but then like you said to challenge them and to really lead them in a different transformational way that's where i struggle so i appreciate the your advice on in that area bob this has been an incredible look at the difference between a transactional business versus a transformational business And now we know that if we approach our business in a transformational way, we are going to see longer lasting, more impactful results, and in turn, build the business of our dreams. So for those listening that are thinking, yes, I need more support in this area, I have no idea where to start in going from a more transactional versus a transformational business. You have a program called love, serve, grow. So will you tell us a little bit about that program and what is included in that program?
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, the the first thing that I say, Tiffany, is if you're just, you know, if there's, for me, if you think that this idea of being more transformational is something that you know you want to do, if you naturally are somebody that is motivated by helping and serving and you value relationships, that to me, this is really the only way to build a business. And so it I think first you have to make the decision that this is something you want to do. The next question you have to ask yourself is, do you want to do it by yourself or do you want some help? And so if you want to do it by yourself, we have an immense amount of free training resources out there. You can plug into our podcast. Um, I go live on Instagram every single day. So we put tons of content out there. If you're somebody that knows you need a little help, that's where our Love Serve Grow program comes in. In our Love, Serve, Grow program, what we've done is we actually teach something that we call our transformational business system. So there are actually five very clear and separate different systems that your business needs. Content, conversations, conversions, customer experience, and consultant experience. Each one of these parts of your business has a specific set of things that you need to do if you really want to be transformational. And so what we have found, the if you're working your business and it's not growing, it's because you have a blind spot. We call them business growth blockers. Every one of you, if, if you're struggling to grow your business, there's something, one single thing right now that's holding your business back. So what we do in the program is you actually get to work with our trained coaches. So you get to work one-on-one with a coach that we have trained in our systems and processes and the way that we do things that can actually help you audit your business and diagnose your exact thing that you need to do. And you work with them, putting together a transformational business. They give you accountability, feedback, support. So what I tell people is if you know you need some help and you value that level of support, then LoveServe Grow is definitely something you need to take a look at. And um, you know, we are we're typically open for enrollment all the time. From time to time, we'll close down for short. Like we just were closed at this very second because we had such a large influx of students. We wanted to kind of close the doors to focus on them. But we are generally open all the time. You can see all the details on the sa- on the sales page. You just go to loveservegrow.com
0: great and like you said, there's so much free content out there that if somebody wants to dive in and take in some of that first and decide later once that opens back up, that's perfect to do that because there's so much out there to take in before making that that jump into the program. So I appreciate that
1: that's usually what happens. People will say, hey, I started following you on Instagram, I started listening to the podcast. I tried to do this on my own and it didn't really work and and now I'm coming to you for help. So listen, you know if you can do it on your own great, The program exists for a reason because generally speaking, it's like they're called blind spots for a reason because you don't know they're there. And um, so either way, though, we uh, we love when we have new people that come into our community because we just want to teach them there's a better way. There's a better way. I just believe in every sense of the word. Love, serve, grow is a better way to build your business. So. That's it. Yes,
0: great. Well, I am so appreciative of you, Bob, and your leadership in this industry, and just teaching a better way to this new wave of network marketing. This, these network marketers that are coming through, this in this day and age, and in this modern network marketing world. Things are changing and you are teaching us how to change right along with it. So I appreciate you coming on the show this week and sharing your expertise and your leadership in this area. And I appreciate you being on Directly Different.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a blast.
0: Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.